Welcome. That's too Thank nice. Thank you. That's, that's too nice. <laughs> that, yeah, appreciate you inviting me in. Thank you. <laughs> it's kind of like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, except um, won't you be my friend? Yeah, is that uh, how that goes? <laughs> won't you be my neighbor? Oh, neighbor. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't want you next door. You can be a friend, just don't come <laughs> just, around. <laughs> you can be a friend, just don't be a neighbor. Exactly. I don't want to look over the fence and. You know, <laughs> See you mowing the lawn in a speedo or something. <laughs> so I've got some questions. Okay, like I sometimes have, um, and you've told me a little bit about it, but I wanted to save the chunk of my questions for oh. a bigger audience. Oh, I do I, you I think st- I... do you still like riding a bike? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, what would it take for you to not like riding a bike? Ouch. Um, <laughs> actually ties into the sort of 12-step introduction I, I made, you know, <laughs> uh, for myself, of myself, to myself. Um, yeah, last week um, I drove up to beautiful Sun Valley, Idaho, Ketchum, and um, attended a four-day sort of, uh, well, it's the Rush Academy. Rebecca Rush puts on a, I just call it gravel camp. Yeah, I thought it was called Gravel Camp. So it, it actually might be, you know. Okay. But it's but the hashtag is Rush Academy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we were Academites, which I thought sounded kind of filthy for a second, and then looked it up, <laughs> realized how oh, it's someone that's, who attends an it's, academy. It's an Academite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Doesn't it sound kind of? It's close to sodomite, <laughs> which <laughs> which probably feels the same. Is being an on academite day, on, of a gravel bike on day three of. <laughs> so you are not like, an academite. Like, you have graduated to be a sodomite. Exactly. That was, <laughs> and needing a new saddle, might, <laughs> or something. Anyway, so, um, it it was it was pretty cool. I'm right after RPI last year. Rebecca and I have stayed in touch, and um, and she she invited me up, and I said yes, and then. Like a month later, I tried to say no. <laughs> like I sent her a text and essentially just said, look, I'm not feeling it. I hate my bike right now. And I think it hates me. But since we're not really on speaking terms at the moment and and I just don't want to be in front of a bunch of people, I'm not, it wouldn't be good for me. And that uh, was about two weeks ahead of camp. And she wrote back and just said, look, um, when I go to like a dark place. Um, it's usually helpful if I do something, you know, not by myself, mm. like, and, and you know, we're no leads. So you should just say yes and come up. And if you want to split after two days, split after two days, you want to hang out in your teepee, you buy yourself while everybody else goes and rides their bikes mm. as if that would ever happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she said, I could do that too. And, and, um, and so it felt, it, it felt right. Um, and th- you know, Joe had got me out on the bike a little bit before I went up. So I had like camp for camp and I was still s- pretty out of shape. Sure. When I got there, the, the, the evening Wednesday night, we all met and such, uh, in, t- in town and, uh, had everybody introduce themselves and 
um, you know, I'm, this is my name, this is where I'm from, and this is why I'm here, like why I wanted to come. And so I, uh, I said, uh, I didn't stand. <laughs> that seemed too formal, but I did say that, you know, my name's Mark Twight and, uh, and I hate my bike right now. <laughs> so I hope that maybe, you know, four days of counseling, <laughs> you know, I hear it works just, for marriages, just, just getting real intimate with each other and, <laughs> you know, in the presence of strangers. Um, anyway, uh, and, and so that was my, the, the going joke for the whole camp was just like, <laughs> I hate I still hate it. You know, people would ask, you know, partly through still the day, do you, love, do you still hate it? Are you, did you, are you loving your bike? I said, no, but we're, we're talking finally. <laughs> and then one morning somebody caught me petting the top tube and <laughs> getting intimate, getting a little bit, you know, like, you're hey, going to spend four days. Sorry. You know, I left you outside all night. <laughs> 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 sorry about the frost on your handlebars Ugh. because it was pretty fucking cold. Um, but yeah, we, um, Loaded everything, you know, like pack an overnight bag or whatever for, for four days, and and uh, uh, and they drive that um, in uh, Andy and Ash's bus named Nancy. They drive a lot of stuff out to. Uh, we we stayed at the place called the the Wild Horse Creek Ranch, which is out um, Trail Creek Road. That mm-hmm. we that big climb we started up on RPI on RPI, yeah. and uh, go over the top down and take the first that first big right turn or whatever and. And there's there's a ranch and there's rooms to sleep in in the ranch. There's teepees outside. There's an apartment above the barn. There's some other rooms in the pool house. And it's a, it's a really 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 cool place. And once you get over the top of Trail Creek, there's no cell service. Oh yeah, I remember because I was looking for an Uber. <laughs> no, oh yeah, <laughs> that would have been a, that would have been a spendy Uber had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it would have been worth it though. The value it, was very high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. To save me from yeah. but my, my own bad decisions. The last thirty miles, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a price on the la- not having to ride the last thirty miles. What was that worth to me? Five hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah, it's like a plane ticket to L.A. kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> plane ticket away from my bike (laughs) (laughs) no i it's yeah you feel those things but isn't that the well it seems like rebecca specifically is a good persuader as in she makes you feel okay about saying yes and she makes you feel not okay i'm not gonna say bad she makes you feel not okay with saying no which is the best kind of direction it's not i have to it's a lead, like lead the horse. It's an intentionality thing. Yeah. Appealing to all the stuff you actually know. And actually intention was the uh, the watchword of the uh, first day of camp. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. That's been, uh, we t- we've been talking about that a lot actually um, in the body flow classes lately. Because oh, really? we're getting very spiritual. <laughs> actually, Wait, it, it bo- is, is, it, is, it, is it, you should grow your hair out and then we can have <laughs> body flow by Fabio. <laughs> body flow, I'll just do the fitness extensions that we saw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes, we yeah. Got, I mean, Done. we could have got him. You could be like a. An, you think that's a, something like that. A, an ambassador for do you think fitness with, hair extensions. <laughs> once once awesome. your hair is long, do you think you look at people that have extensions and you're like, fucking cheater? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just started noticing, uh, you know, uh, recently that I, I just realized I could start to identify 
when they were present and when they aren't. Okay. Oh yeah. Like yeah, for yeah, years, yeah. I thought, oh man, that's she's got really nice hair, you know, or yeah, whatever. Uh, no, it becomes and, painfully obvious in most cases. Yeah. And even when they look their best, if you have an eye for it, you're like, eh, not buying it. Yeah. Um. Their yeah, intention but, isn't deep enough, I guess, with wanting to have long hair. Or you no, know, the intention was there; they just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is something that, that's kind of come up um, because we'll explain. Like we'll we'll go through a series of movements, and none of the this shit is scripted. I basically like go around whoever's in the room and hey, what feels okay, what feels bad, and then by consensus, we're like, okay, we're going to work on this one thing. And so we'll just develop a, and that's not planned either. It's just kind of like seeing how people move and adding on to it, like these progressions yeah. that happen naturally. And then the question came up, it's like, when do you plan all this stuff? It's like, like right before I say it. <laughs> See. Like, and then like, well, what guides it? And I was like, well, the intention is to fix things. The intention is to either get you to think about what you're doing or give you a purpose to doing it better. Yeah. Not just, yeah. hey, copy me. Because a lot of the stuff, like, to be honest, like, I've done it a, maybe once or twice, but, I, like, I've I've progressed it the exact same way. Like, if I can do this position, can I move it to this position? And then what, troubleshoot the same thing. And I think that intent, no matter what the subject is, I just bring it up because body flow by Michael is so spiritual these days. Yeah. I, I, could, I could feel it, you know, when I'm there in the <laughs> office and... And Chromios playing in the background. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. an especially spiritual soundtrack that happens out there sometimes. Uh, it's supposed to be like, re- you know, quote unquote recovery based, but the amount of people that text me the next day and they're absolutely wrecked and most people don't show up Friday for the actual workout has me like kind of laughing. Like, mm. it's, like, like, yeah. it's like, guys, it's supposed to be easy, but, but and, it's really not. And how do you, res- but you respond to it. Like it's. Oh, it, it wrecks me too. Oh, like okay. certain things. Yeah. I still have a, quite a few weak spots. Okay. And so the, like, you know, you talk about intentionality. It's like, I, I know I need to fill those, but I can't voluntarily do it on my own. Like literally. Okay. So I can't, I won't, I'm not going to go into that space by myself at 3 PM in the afternoon when no one's there and do these extra hard poses or extra yeah. hard progressions that will make me walk funny the next day. So, and I'll say that like, you know, hey, we're doing hip stuff because if nobody else was here to enforce the fact that I needed to teach it and show you how to do it, I wouldn't do it myself. And I think coming back to where I, like why she's a good guide is because she needs that too. She knows exactly what you need because she needs it. And it's not a, hey, just, I think the worst mentality that comes out of this, like come to my fitness camp or whatever the fuck people do is like, come be like me. And instead it's, um, come be here so I can be me or whatever the, the yeah, I mean, c- come here to get what you need and that will help me get what I need, get what, what I need. And, um, and it was good. I mean, so we had this loose understanding, you know, she, she realized that I had bounced, you know, far enough up from the bottom to be able to, to make fun of. Mm. And so I got to be the butt of, you know, <laughs> numerous <laughs> jokes <laughs> I also got to be the weakest guy in the strong group. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then she wouldn't, and she wouldn't let me um, uh, d- bail be the out. strongest guy in, in the weak in, group in, in the in the the, the next group. Um, oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, yeah, it was a. I got, you know, we each. 
be like an after action at the end of each day mm-hmm. and uh and some people would you know would volunteer their high point and their low point and one of those days my low point you know it's because we went out with um let's see on everybody kind of rode out to the ranch together sort of like 25 miles 26 miles or something on the on uh, day one and then mm-hmm. day two um the you know our so-called strong group we went out with karen jar chow and and she's um she's pretty freaking strong on the bike and uh and we you know we had to name the group and so you know she did named it the you know strong group the wolf pack and so after you know one that day or the next day um my low was that i had been eaten by wolves <laughs> like my own i was like the weak one so I'm the they just sick elderly <laughs> one exactly. you guys are eating me <laughs> that's pretty good yeah and it was and it was actually kind of funny too because the the strong you know that strong group the whatever the um the, the wolf pack group everyone is full on aarp member <laughs> like, like uh, this fellow dan from uh durango um he's 55 he is the young the young one oh nice yeah and then there was me and then there was a gentleman uh stan from from louisiana and he and that guy spends a lot of time on his bike he's done a lot of races he's done kanza and a number of other like big gravel type races like and, steamboat or something um is that a big one it will be. This is the first year they're having it. Well, okay. But I think it's a. I should go look. I keep seeing it everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. It they seems, keep saying so it's yeah. it's way sold out. Um, yeah. uh, but I think it's two, it might be two hundred. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go oh, look. It might be 140. Fuck. I don't know. But it's long. But I, I, I registered and I just found out that Rebecca added four miles to the fucking RPI. Yeah, and there'll be a. Oop! Spoiler. There oh. there may be a longer version in the future. Just not this oh, year. God. Um, well, I'm available. It's just available. You don't. You're not. Com- you're not. You know. You're not obliged to do the. No, I'm potatoes. not obliged to do the hundred until Keegan signed up for the hundred. I'm like, well, now I have to because I want to laugh at him the whole time. Oh my god, I. It's gonna be great. That, and I think Berkey's doing it too. Okay, but Berkey but he just did a hundred. He just miler. did a hundred. Yeah, miler. and I'm like, well, yeah. fuck, that's not fair. Now you're ahead of me because I. Have ridden four hours in the past month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, uh, things got, are going great. I had six Oreos for breakfast. <laughs> I did I did a seven-minute AMRAMP, and you could say that I'm fit as, as possible right now. <laughs> you One could say that, and it it's, it's probably not untrue. Shockingly, but, I, feel, I feel pretty good, just not on a bike for a long period of time. <laughs> I think Oreos will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it feel could. pretty good. <laughs> Here's the weird thing with that is like, normally, that would be ridiculous. Finding them, not knowing they were in my pantry, and then saying, and just, uh, they're, they're the healthy Oreos. They're the nature bound or whatever, healthy Oreos. So what do they make that white stuff in the middle uh, out of then if it's healthy? Uh, I... <sighs> I don't or is it just the know. is it just the printing on the wrapper <laughs> that says it's healthy, or the actual well, it's organic, content? Or, so I just equate uh, that to health, and I, I paid <laughs> twice as much for them, so I know that they're like locally sourced. Yeah, <laughs> that does be some artisans putting those two wafers together with that white stuff in the middle, artismal, like by hand, artisanal Oreos. Uh, so, I, well, I did like, I just usually drink coffee in the morning and then go trade. Yeah. I don't generally need to eat anything, but I have felt really shitty lately. Okay. Like my body is falling apart after that competition. Yeah. And I was like, I should eat something. I was like, I'm not going to make eggs or something. Cause that's way too, uh, way too much effort. 
And then I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know we had Oreos. And I was like, fuck, I would have eaten these last night. <laughs> and then I was pissed because I didn't know about them. So I'm, I'm going to eat them right now. So I had and, the box. And apparently <laughs> there were only six left. <laughs> six because left. somebody else had already hit them tucked, from me. Tucked yeah. into them. Uh, there's so only one person that hides things from me. Okay. And that's London. Not even oh. Aaron. Aaron doesn't hide. Well, no, she does. She's she's a hoarder for sure. Actually, they both hide things from me. Ah. Hide their snacks. And they hide their snacks. <laughs> it's because they know you're just gonna be, you know. Well, I'm not. I'm not shy about like it. If there's eager something for my, mouth pleasure at some point. <laughs> eager and, for mouth pleasure. And you're I'm not go shy. Searching. That my 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 control of my diet in quotes is to just like my house is a freebie. Anything that's in my house, I eat. Okay. Whenever I feel like eating it, that way I don't have to think about it. So therefore, I, oh, if it's in there, it's yeah, it's done. There's it's on no the menu. Yeah. Okay. So I just don't because if it wasn't good or it. good for you, it wouldn't be in there. Technically, I mean, I, like I don't go to the store and buy Oreos. Like I don't go to places and stock my pantry full of chips and stuff. Well, that's only because you can't find parking at Costco. <laughs> so I can't get a good deal on. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be the Oreo buy of like the century. You could probably yeah. get like a you know a twelve oh, pound box is. or something. At least a three month supply. Which would be a two-day supply if, if I really got it, after in it. In the right circumstances, yeah. Not that I don't really like Oreos that much, so it's a really sad thing that that's what I have for breakfast. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, for the most part, and this is this is the decision thing, I had to make a decision, and I was unable to make the quote-unquote correct one, although it really fueled my CrossFit workout, so... You, your seven-minute workout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is slightly shorter than the average time. <laughs> right? Isn't the yeah. isn't the general average like eleven, 11 minutes? Yeah, the right? average is eleven. So today yeah. it was high intensity. <laughs> ah, okay, and I still mm. you can still hear my lungs producing yeah. mucus. Yeah, so you can tell it it was high intensity. Oh, I don't know if it was healthy because I had to fight off an asthma attack for thirty minutes after. afterwards. But um, <laughs> and you kept the Oreos down. Oh yeah, yeah. I so, gave uh, you know traditional rules two hours before. <laughs> <laughs> get them past multiple sphincter muscles <laughs> so they can't come back. Yeah. yeah yeah i really i really prepped the effort for that one um yeah anyway i don't know what we were talking about Something well we about were that. we were now you Diverged. just kind of reminded me that you did that competition oh right and yeah, which we was the about, yeah. 65 roses which is named such for um, why so yeah it sounds really weird um but the story is I'm actually like heartbreaking you know, oh shoot yeah so it's, this is where and i didn't know this until i showed up for a competition uh the first year that we ever did it and i was just like you know always antsy to con i never pay attention to anything that's going on and um the guy who organized it this kid daniel uh brings his little girl up there i think she was four four something four or five at the time and he started telling the story how this thing came to go. And it's, you know, for good, it's for cystic fibrosis. And he's like, it's called 65 roses because when she got diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, we started crying. And she said, what's so sad about 65 roses? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, it was like oh. gut wrenching. And that, yeah. so we do it every year that we can. Last year I couldn't because I was injured, but. We do it every year we can because it's actually a pretty cool. Like they've raised over a hundred thousand dollars for cystic fibrosis. It's very small. Still, we know everybody that's involved into it. Nice. So, um, it is a good competition, but it's hard to get competitive in 
like under that banner <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, you're, you're going, you're at berserker fit or whatever <laughs> competition, then you can just go crazy, but <laughs> just yelling at people it doesn't go over so well for a charity event to scream at people and get in their face. Um, uh, this one, this one, uh, the, there was three workouts this year. Um, into the final and then there's a final workout to decide the the top three um and uh the events looked really good other than i haven't competed in a year and a half and a bunch of injuries i haven't lifted heavy for a year and some odd and it's four person team yeah four person team two guys two girls okay um so me and aaron logically and we were going to use it to build her up for her upcoming comps yeah so it's a, it's a good measuring stick and then nikki carlin who's an extremely good crossfit athlete so we didn't have to really think about her but she's cutting weight for a bodybuilding competition so even on the day of she did before she showed up the competition she did 45 minutes of fasted cardio ate her salmon and broccoli and then did this fucking competition with us. So, to, like, to give you an idea about how competitive we were, no one was really taking this all that serious. Okay. Other than I kind of was. Well, like, yeah. You can't help yourself. No. But in planning it. Which, it, <laughs> which is good. Sure. So, the, the first event was kind of my scary one because I haven't snatched in a long time. And it was a triple, like a complex. So, two people have to, a guy and a girl have to do uh, a max, you have you know, 10 minutes for the whole team, but you have to split that time up. So about two and a half minutes, each person to work up to a max snatch, hang snatch, overhead squat. And so I haven't lifted for a while, man, that stuff really goes away fast. So six weeks ago when I started yeah. lifting again, I was having a hard time hitting my body weight. Oh, okay. it's just a snatch. And I was yeah. like, whoops, that thing kind of went away. <clears throat> Got it back. I started snatching in the two forty fives and two fifty range again, but for the complex, I wanted to, you know, I was guaranteed to get a 225 as long as I was careful. And then it rolls right into event 1B, which is the, it goes right into a 5K row for time, 5K ski for time, 20 minute cap. So you have to get both of those done, two people working at a time, skier again, rower. And that was the one that I was like, well, we're not going to win the heavy thing, even though we have a pretty good, like Aaron Strong, Nikki Strong, uh, Devin uh, is strong. I'm not. I knew okay. I was going to be, I knew, <laughs> I said, I'm going to be about 50 pounds off of the winning weight hit for the snatch. I was exactly dead on. Okay. 50 pounds off. So somebody did 275 for that complex. Jordan, who's a fucking monster and he wins that every year. So that wasn't surprising. Okay. But I didn't take a, I didn't take a third attempt because I was like our strategy for the ski row was I was going to get on the rower and I was just going to row because switching it out costs too much time. Yeah. So my idea was just, I'm just gonna try to match the average of the ski erg. So that kind of worked. Well, a couple of people on our team blew to smithereens. Didn't really work, but it was a good lesson. Um, so Pace, I, Pacing issues? Yeah, so I rode the first 2,100 meters and then rested for 1,000 meters. Well, rested, so I switched into the ski erg and helped the girls. Yeah. And then came back another 1,000 meters, got off help with the ski erg, and then got on for the last 500. Um, so you did 3,600 of the 5,000. Yeah. And probably about a, maybe about 800 of the ski Okay, in between. So it was, it, it was a weird sensation, but about a hundred meters to go, I looked down, I knew we were way, like we were way far off from where I had started. 
Um, Devin had some some endurance issues. He probably took too much pre workout. <laughs> Got a little excited up front. He, yeah, and he he tended like he tried to hold what I was going to hold. And I told him not to, and I think he got excited and then kabloom. And when I came back, I was like, "Oh, what are you doing? Like, it's like a one fifty nine pace, man. We can't. That's not going to be okay. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like holding a one. So the first twenty one hundred meters, I was holding a one forty four point seven pace, um, which hurt me." my rowing has gone down quite a bit so uh, but it was okay what, we, what are you good at these days i mean you can't lift you can't row <laughs> nothing you're just doing too much you got spending all that attention on i don't know body flow body flow yeah i'm really good at body flow if i had a body flow competition i'd still lose because <laughs> oh, okay. some people are really good at that, <laughs> that stuff <laughs> yeah so i knew we were and if we didn't win that i knew we were kind of out of the final um and then the next one was a bunch of chipper stuff which is is good um but we can't, we're just so slow for that. Like just the cycle time that people are, well, so people that are good at that are really fucking good. So there's this rule where you have to, there's 65 chest to bar, 65 toes to bar, 65 handstand pushups, 65 uh, wall balls. And the team has to hold a log over their head and one person can run across the field and start. If they break, they have to run back and switch players. So it's basically as big a sets as you can handle. Yeah. So we're trying to be smart and strategic about it. And there was some rule issues going on and some judgment issues that were unclear, okay. um, which put two teams ahead of us that probably shouldn't have been. But I'm not going to comment on that because it was for charity and I'm trying not to be aggressive. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should have been more aggressive on the day, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I saw it happening. I was like, well, I, whatever. It's not. Terribly well. I'd already kind of given up, like okay, not uh, the uh, not given up an effort, but given up the idea of a, re- a particular re- result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> some kid came in and did forty-five unbroken chest bar. Some other kid came in and did like sixty-two fucking toes to bar. It was just like, <laughs> okay, somebody came here with a different attitude than me. They totally deserve first place for that. Wow. Um, and then I was pretty, this sounds really bad. I mean, this The third workout was the scariest to me. Like I had been fearing, when I think about it, I'm like, man, I, bet, I was really afraid of that workout. Terrified. And when, it, when I describe it, people are like, oh, you're an idiot. Like you do that shit all the time. But for, what's scary about it is A, it's a synchro workout. So me and Nikki were teammates. Okay. So we have to do the movements and match the bottom phase and the top phase of each movement. So it has to be the same. Um, and it's 33 kettlebell deadlifts, 27 dumbbell thrusters, and then 21 burpee box jump overs. Okay. The only thing I'm worried about is the thruster because my elbow's funky. I have to hold the dumbbell weird. And I'm really long and tall, so like it's really slow. And Nikki is short and fast. Okay. So I was like, man, I like when I figured out what the fear was. I was like, I really don't want to like bum her out on how fucking bad I am at these. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to let your teammate down. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and it was a big worry. And the whole week, I don't care about anything else that happened. I would go and do a pain cave on the row, pain cave on the ski, Hmm. lift as much as I possibly could. I'll do the biggest set of unbroken things that I possibly can. None of that even bothered me for a second. I didn't even hesitate about it. Uh, there wasn't even like, man, if I miss this, I'm going to look like a loser. Don't care. If she had to wait for me, I I would have felt terrible. Yeah. And so, so logically, we do 33 unbroken, and we get to the dumbbell, 
and I pick it up. We do one. I go into the second and my foot slipped off the mat and I fell backwards and like literally ejected the dumbbells across the room. It's like, Jesus Christ, this is a disaster. But we got back, picked them up, finished. Uh, we it, you know broke those into three sets and then really went forward on the burpee box jump overs because I'm actually decent at those. We finished in, and the, it's a combined team time. So when we finish the last box jump over, then Aaron and Devin can step up and do their part. And so we finished in 4.11, and then I knew, like, Aaron's got, Aaron can go way faster than me on that stuff. Like, she has a rip cord that she can pull and hurt herself. So I was kind of excited to watch it. Devin doesn't have that same rip cord. And, and since it had to be synchronized, then, yeah, then Aaron couldn't. She has to just wait and to watch the vibrating, like, she's just wasting energy. Just wait, like, go, 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 like on uh, everything and it was it, it was kind of hard to watch because she really wanted to rip and go and couldn't because Devin's still learning his pacing yeah <laughs> and and that's a lot of work for somebody that hasn't prepared for it so um it, what we got out of it was priceless okay we have a picture of Devin's face after and oh. watching him walk around like a newborn baby calf yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> nice. So there's there's a couple memes going on in the group of sending this picture of Devin's close up of his face going around because he literally looks like he just passed over to the other side, like he tripped four times over the box, almost hit his face on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he went to a dark place, which is admirable, but yeah. there was just no control going on. So uh, we ended up missing the final. We ended up fourth overall. Um, it was kind of like I was disappointed because I know with certain circumstances, for sure, we deserve a seat at the final. Mm -hmm. um, and we ended up second in the strong in the strength workout. Oh, nice. Which is really weird because Nikki was off by 40 pounds uh, on her lifts. Aaron was off by 30 pounds. Devin was off by 20 and I was off by 30 of what we potentially can hit most of the time. I was like, fuck, we almost could have taken it if we would have thought that we could and then i think i'm like we didn't think we were going to win that so we were just being conservative i thought i was going to win the endurance so it felt really bad expectations were misplaced all over the place so it was a it was it was a good lesson and now i'm paying for it the week after because aaron needs to compete this weekend so i pushed her training through so we trained hard the next day and then we trained even harder the day after that and then now she's feeling it ah. Uh, and I am too, because I trained with, and I have no business doing that. So, like almost everything in my body hurts. So the competition that she's doing um, is on Saturday or Sunday S or both? Both. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, I think. Okay. So she she'd be resting today. Um. No. Today or, she's going hard. Twice, but short. Today's Thursday, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. She'll rest tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> different I, I so we're well and then people ask how this goes it's just it i mean i had to hold her back today because i want her to go hard but not too hard mm -hmm. so i want her uh, like high-end aerobic stuff hitting really hard but short lots of rest and protect all the things that you can protect we worked up to heavy lifts and we i had to put a cap on her uh for all of it just at, like no more than 75 percent, but make it fast and she she cleaned 205 and it looked like a joke and i was like oh man like i could she wants to pull like 235 and just see if she can power clean it but she's ready to go it would be a mistake to let her do that um 
this weekend will be really rough because none of it is technical. <clears throat> it's all just engine stuff. Okay. Uh, but the idea why we went hard today is like, well, this is, so is their expectation for a res result in this competition or is it just prep for the thing in France? Just prep. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, no, it's impossible not to have an expectation. <clears throat> no, she goes kind. to win for sure. Yeah. And her team that's coming, I don't know. I, I don't know about one of the guys, but it's a six person team and they're pretty stacked. Okay. Um, she flew out her friend from Australia, and then Nikki's going as well. So, so Aaron, Gina, and Nikki. Yep. And then the and guys, one of the guys from Portugal, super strong guy, like six six fifty deadlift or I don't his okay. astronomical numbers. And then one of them's a question mark. Okay. Um, but obviously they put the team together. They've they've never met the guys is the biggest problem. So they have no idea of matching or like communicating, and that's always going to be the issue. Yeah. But if, if this goes well, Tribal Clash, like, you know, they endorsed the whole thing, wanted her to come out. And so if that goes well and they perform well, then, you know, it gives us an entry into all, because they're all pretty much stacked. And if we, they have one in Portugal, they have one in Australia, they have one in Devon. So it'll give us an entry for a team if she does this. So it's almost like a investment for her. Okay. Because they're really fun competitions. And I like, like we're looking at getting Trevor to do one because it's right up his alley. Like you describe all these things. He's like, oh, like buds. And you're like, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything. And he's yeah. like, oh, do it like this, like buds. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. just like that. So uh, the hope is that if we put a team together later, we can bring Trevor on and then a couple of people. Um, but yeah, this weekend we'll overload her and then she'll rest almost completely next, next week. Just really minor stuff here and there. Okay. <clears throat> And then uh, you give her two days rest, though she gets antsy. So <clears throat> the idea was either rest her today, train tomorrow. But when she woke up, she was like vibrating. So I was like, "All right, go, yeah, yeah. Go. go, take the edge off." <laughs> yeah, and even yeah, she's just like, nah, "I'm a ball." Like a week ago, she was like, "I'm injured. I'm not going to be able to compete. I'm so tired. I'm so fatigued." And then you let go and you compete and you go full force. And she's like, well, that competition really wasn't that bad. It's only three workouts. And then you, and then you build on top of it. It's a, it's a weird system where you're building this fatigue model in or whatever. So um, that that's where she's at. And um, it, it was fun to at least like get back to a competition because I haven't done one for a while. I don't know that I want to fucking do it anymore, though. It is really hard. Uh, not hard like effort-wise. That part's fun. That's easy it's hard to deal with like all the injuries because inevitably they'll come. Yeah. Like it's just from overloading. Like this is tweaked. That's tweaked. I have to compensate. And it's like, I don't know how much more I can put up with at least a ballistic sport like that. Okay. Um, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I felt really good going back to jujitsu being conditioned now though. <laughs> You got you got in shape in one day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, it's a, it's been six weeks, so I felt it coming oh, okay. on, and so yeah. In, but I'm in better shape now than I was for the actual competition. Like the back, uh, I should have probably planned that different. I just couldn't. You can't you yeah. can't replicate competition, yeah. and that's the good part about it. So yeah, other than that boring CrossFit bullshit, but uh, it, it gave some good insight on you know I don't I, I don't even think Aaron wants to compete in it anymore other than for fun okay because it's really hard uh, yeah it takes rather a lot of attention <laughs> yeah two you're training two to three times a day which yeah. takes somewhere two to four hours a day 
Um, you have to eat to support it. You have to sleep to support it. You have to do, I mean, to do the competitions you want to do, you have to travel to get to them. So you have to, there's, there's so many like variables that come into just going and competing in France that you just like, it's all very cool. It's all very worth it to a point. And that point is it like the point for me is like, are we getting anything out of it? Like, is it still, are there lessons to be learned in any of this stuff? And, um, on the, I guess on the, the competition last weekend, I was like, yeah, there's for sure lessons here that are really interesting, but most of them are just, most of the lessons are just superficial lessons. Oh yeah. Can, like, man, you should really know your teammate better so that when he blows to smithereens, you can cover it and don't, or that you can predict that he's going exactly. to yeah. and help him understand that that's not how, and I wouldn't call that a teammate. Okay. That's a liability. It, because yeah. right and, and Aaron said this and it was kind of profound um because I've never thought about it like that after she uh, I mean she she was saying that she wanted me to go on this team for the tribal clash thing and I just eh, I'm not maybe next time but I'm just not ready for it <laughs> and she, she said the same she just said like no it's always good because you know exactly what you can do you say what you can do and then you do what you said you can do almost to the number to the time, to the second. And it's like, that's so predictable and reliable. It's not a worry in my head. She's like, I was skiing and I tried not to look at you because A, I, I knew what you were doing and knew that I didn't want to do that. And if I made eye contact with you, you might ask me to change places. <laughs> so she was like avoiding, but she's also, I knew that you would take care of it. She's like, I didn't even think about the roller cause I knew it would be taken care of. Or I, I didn't even think about your lifting cause I knew when we started, you said I'll hit 225. So that was a guarantee. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of weird. So it's an interesting thing, but that's why I would consider, that's what I consider a teammate, somebody that, does what they say they can do and doesn't let you down. Well, doing what they say they can do is contingent on them knowing what they can do first. 100%. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, and which, you and know, seeing Aaron vibrate in that last, like that third word, like seeing her, like I know what she can do. She's so much better than me at that, especially at that time domain. Like she's frightening to me, especially if you put, other people in the group that are like next to her that she doesn't really get along with. <laughs> like, it's just she, like, she you wants see, to take their lunch money. Yeah. There's, there's some <laughs> teeth that come out and some, like some fuck you energy that you've never seen before. And to see her have to hold back because somebody else wouldn't allow her to express her ability was frustrating for me Yeah, because I mean, they were slower than us by a minute and a half. And we're, we were not fast. Like uh, we were okay. I think if I, you know, didn't fall back and fly out the other end, we could have pulled another 15 seconds off or something. Cause that was kind of a stumble, um, that would have put us and we we're still in the running for that. But I think she would have beat me by like 45 seconds at the very least, just knowing what she's capable of doing. She's so fast and she's so good at pain tolerance. I'm not that good at pain tolerance. I'm good at suffering. I'm good at like you know, that's why a 20 minute row. Sure. Like that, that, that's the kind of pain I like. Okay. She likes the kind of like lung burning pain that like hurts you. <laughs> you know, that sensation where your lungs yeah. feel like they're inside out. Yeah. Yeah. That she loves that. <laughs> I mean, uh, love in quotations, but yeah. 
Yeah, that's different. So uh, those are the big lessons from it. There was, there's always something good to be learned and you never know what it's going to be. That's always a surprise. Um, and I, I think when you text me and you got back from the camp and you're like, I got, got what I needed or, or however you put it. And it was just like, yeah, we usually there like any good story. Um, we have to step outside of a world that we voluntarily stay in. Yes. Oh, every, without oh, a yeah. doubt. And, and this yeah. is, this comes to a question last night that, you know, one of our body flow students, our, our newest member, okay. Sam. Sam is our, our newest body flow member and he's a great fit. Okay. Cause he goes down rabbit hole. Like he was here till nine 30 the other night, like three hours after we finished the, we're just talking about yeah. stuff. And one of his questions was like, and I don't know where it came from, but he was talking about voluntary suffering and you know, at what point is it good and what point is it bad? And I can't honestly answer that anymore because it seems like every, like every Every philosopher that's talking about the advancement of humanity is trying to, you know, they want to end suffering. That's the whole, if we could just stop suffering for humans, you know, and logically they're like, you know, humans from starving to death, from diseases, from war, from genocide, all these things that you have to acknowledge and go, yeah, that would be great. But I can't anymore because I know, and, and we can break it down into involuntary and voluntary suffering. But I, involuntary suffering is sometimes good too. Like I can't, like you, people who go through cancer have some of the most profound things after they go through it. Some people go through, you know, Viktor Frankl through world, the Holocaust. Like he couldn't have written that stuff and started those things that he did with the therapies that he developed unless he went through that. And it was completely involuntary. Like he's, he can't subject himself to that kind of torture. Yeah. Um, Cause you'd be a crazy person, but the torture was obviously good for the advancement of that subject or the advancement of that thing. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much, like what is good and what's bad. Like it makes me go against philosophy in some cases because I don't agree with stopping suffering. I think you should have empathy for it. Like there's a, Oh man, I, you know, if I see a dog suffering and being abused, well, I'm going to do everything I can to stop it. But a human, I'm like, well, if it doesn't figure it out on its own, it's never going to be worth its weight. I don't know if I'm, I feel wrong, but I also don't know how else to look at it. <laughs> Teach me, Mark. <laughs> I got, I got nothing on that one. Like right now, after being up all night, but, oh, sure. um, <laughs> just kind of thinking, you know, we were when you mentioned, you're like, maybe we should talk about creativity. I'm like, I'm out, <laughs> fresh out. <laughs> um, and as far as like a philosophical commentary about suffering, uh, you know, also fresh out. I know that I did a little bit, um, you know, in the last weekend. But uh, so, would you call it voluntary? I mean, you showed up, right? Yeah. But at any time, you could have stopped. So is the shame, and this is the this is where I get weird on, like, is the shame of not doing it the involuntary part? Or is the the pain of shame more painful from the physical suffering? Well, I just have a rule. Like, I don't DNF. Oh, oh absolutely. So yeah, yeah. that's just me upholding the principles. Also, not sure. wanting to look like a little bitch, sure, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah or yeah. whatever. Um, uh, and, and I, 
and Rebecca didn't come right out and say that to me, like, you know, don't be a... <laughs> don't be a... <laughs> but I could, you know, but she But kept, it was implied. She, but it was implied. <laughs> and then, and she kept putting me in that group and then, hmm. you know, like, no, she, she totally orchestrated it so that I got what I needed. And, you know, when Karen was our, you know, our guide um, for the day, I, she gave me plenty and then when Yuri um, Hauswald uh, was, our, you know, I was with him the next day and he's won Kansas in the past and like the guy has got a serious engine. He's been doing it for a long time oh, and, and, you know, he gave me what I, and, and each time whenever I got popped off the back, you know, he was constantly looking and he would yeah. slow it. it I, it was the, it's the worse it, than them popping you off and riding off and riding off yeah. and me just going, yeah, <laughs> like, I'll just U-turn, I'll be out, you know, or whatever. It's but payback but, for but, Chicago, just so you know. <laughs> of when you did that to me possibly yeah. you wouldn't let me break away yeah i mean in my breakaway i mean break off the back, the back yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but it was it, it was super like it it must be a some skill i don't know i haven't learned because i've never been in that reversed position of <laughs> of like i get dropped he looks over his shoulder he notices he slows the pace just enough that I can get back on, but not, but it's not like a, you yeah. know, he doesn't kill it, you know, by four or five miles an hour. So I can yeah. get back on really like quickly. two to three. Yeah. It's like just enough that I can claw my way back and then, you know, hold it sort of at that pace. Cause that's, you know, what I could hold or whatever. And then there might be a slight acceleration cause you know, Gerald or Stan or whatever went up the road and, um, and then I would like hold that for as long as I could, and then I'd get, you know, I'd fade, and then they'd dial it back just enough so I could. And it was, it was like having the hook in my mouth the entire. This it, is why this is why that sport is so different and so humbling as opposed to sports like CrossFit. In in most cases, Be, because there you're so connected to the other person who is giving greater effort than you facing yeah. the wind and you have to contend with that and it gets you to i believe that it gets you to reach farther than you ever could on your own or m trying to mimic somebody that was great because you're involved with them if they do it correctly yeah and i like you describing it just now and me having like a workout earlier where you know, me and Aaron went after it and a couple other people did the same thing, but not as fast. And after my lungs are turned inside out and I'm hacking and having an asthma attack and, you know, Aaron's laughing at me and her, yeah. she was literally like, when did you become such a little bitch <clears throat> kind of deal? Nice. Yeah. Cause she's super helpful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, it's payback for something. I'm sure. Yeah. But the, there's a, there is a, um, the separate there's a cognitive dissonance involved because we use the same weight because we did the same movements they assume we did the same thing and there's something totally different about it and you can't i can't take somebody with me yeah in something like that and show them because you either can or you can it's binary but in cycling it's almost like you can like tether <laughs> It's like in that bunch. <laughs> yeah. And no, no, no. Feel this speed. You're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, uh, and I'll bring you back and we'll like, that is such a good teacher. It, 
and it wasn't taunting in any way. No. It was just like, and, and one of the sort of high-low things for that day that I described afterwards as a low point for me mm-hmm. was like, I didn't contribute. I couldn't contribute to the group. Mm-hmm. I was there. I was in the wheel. I was in the wheels or off the back the entire time mm-hmm. because I wasn't strong enough to contribute. And then the guys are like, no, you were there. And you, you know, you've made us laugh. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, the <this> comedic relief <laughs> guy, the comedic relief, little bitch guy <laughs> you know, or whatever. Um, it, which, you know, it was kind of them and everything, but it's, it's like it's not an equal and I don't want to be part of a group that I can't Mm-mm. contribute an equal or greater amount than the other you know mm-hmm. members of the group um but it's you know to 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 go from unfit to you know mm-hmm. less unfit that you just have to accept it mm-hmm. and be willing to you know go okay well um this is my position on the food chain if we're attacked by wolves out here, I'll be the, <laughs> the one, first, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll be the guy that <laughs> is the human sacrifice sort of, um, or whatever. But, uh, uh, and it was, um, do you remember that climb out at sort of the apex of Copper Basin? Like started around mile 45, 46. Um, you go out into the basin and there's like a couple of switchbacks going yeah, uphill. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we hit that on set last Saturday at mile 42 or 43. It's steep. It, it, it's, I mean, for gravel, it, right? No, it's or not. Or was it just it, my legs quitting? It, it, it's not that steep. Okay. Um, but <laughs> it, I it, just, up it. it just happens at a pretty oh, okay. bad time. And, and uh, Interesting. And I was just dreading. I was like, are we seriously? We're going, we're doing Copper Basin counterclockwise like we did in the race. Uh, like I had this, the, you know, the vision. Yeah. And then we got there and it wasn't that bad. Uh, um, okay. the, but uh, for whatever reason, but it was, but it was like this thing looming in my head the entire time. Like, I don't The worry. Yeah. 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 And then you get there and, I, and we're like, oh man, yeah, this thing, I, I lost teeth here during the race. And yeah. then today it's, it's actually okay. You know, Gerald went up the road, and Stan did. He had like road gearing, essentially. So, oh, shit. It, so every one of those climbs that was super steep. This one that we we came up over Burma Road from the Mackey side of this uh, mm-hmm. the range, and I don't know what that was, but it's like a twenty two hundred foot climb. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on gravel, it's so it's super beautiful yeah. climb, except That's that smooth. it was hailing and oh, you know maybe some snow and wind at the top. I mean, it was, so conditions were, um, for, you know, a cycling camp were less than, they were very sort of Belgian, I guess, in the spring <laughs> classic Belgium sense. Um, yeah, the, uh, the morning of, well, the, the, I think the average temperature on, on the Friday was like 45 degrees and on the Saturday was 43, but okay. it woke up and it was, you know, mid to high twenties, like the pond outside of the TPO sleeping in, <laughs> Um, was frozen over, you know, there's frost on everybody's bikes that are out, you know, all night. And, and, uh, and, and so it's hard, kind of hard to get, you know, motivated at yeah. that point. And, you know, and then there's always that equation of like, okay, I need to pedal harder in order to generate warmth, but I pedal harder. I go faster and that increases the, the wind, wind chill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, but I, I, I uh, it was, there's it, a coefficient there somewhere. Yeah, there's 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 some compromise, <laughs> um, it, it, in that with, and and it's interesting. The the other pieces, you know, I'm a I'm a roadie with a gravel fetish or whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, Dan Bailey was down from Anchorage and he's tight with this guy Eric who makes you know these these bags for bikes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, 
you know, there's handlebar bags, there's top two bags, there's a frame bag of different sizes. There's ones that, that go under the seat and kind of stick out the back and have a dry bag insert. And, you know, it's like the, the stuff is super well engineered and beautiful and everything. And, and, um, and, uh, Eric, I think is his name. Anyway, he, uh, he, he had sent me a direct message via these social medias, um, saying, Hey, if you want a bag for your bike or mm-hmm. anything like that, and I'd be happy to set you up. And I was <laughs> You're like, like say what you want to mess with my beautiful bike by covering I, it with like. Well, no, it just me, and and it's funny because every virtually, you know, it's it's part of the thing is yeah. that you, you you carry stuff, mm-hmm. um, and, and part and we saw you know kind of why I mean not that you know any amount of tools or spare parts could have fixed this when um, Dan from Durango, we were riding up this pretty rough single track and it was total JRA. I mean, he wasn't he didn't like try and bunny hop a log and mm-hmm. tear his derailleur off, but it came off. And, um, and, and, I mean, just, you know, kind of tore it off and then, um, they were able to, you know, pull it off the bike, shorten the chain. He's got adjustable dropouts, um, ah. on, on the, on his, it's a tie bike. So, um, so he could actually turn his bike into a, a freewheel single speed. Nice. Um, it, but like you couldn't feel like I couldn't, I, I wouldn't have the tools to deal with that or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I, sure. and it saw something like that and I was like, you know, maybe I, I should maybe have a little bit more yeah, stuff. Yeah. It makes sense. But, um, I think I could do, I have enough tools that I ride with to do that. Yeah. I mean, to chain break, yeah. I, you know, I have on my little, you know, tool in the bag or whatever. And got a tube, got, and then Yuri, uh, popped a tire and we had to put a tube in and it, and it couldn't, and it wouldn't seal. And so I had to put a tube in and then, so I always have a tube, you know, I've got like the yeah. typical underseat bag, but that's as far as it's going to go. I'm never yeah. going to hang anything off my bike, nor am I going to wear a backpack. <laughs> So, well, and Rebecca's like, well, how do you get enough, take enough water? And I go, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, but then I, you know, and then I'm counting on trying to, you know, rehydrate in the off bike part or, or, you know, whatever. And I had a little, it's like Solomon ultra running vest mm-hmm. or whatever that um, I could put a camel back in, but I, and the only, the only time I do that though is when I freeze the camel back and it's a cooler and it's a cooler, you know, I'll freeze that and the freeze the two flasks that go on the front and. I'd take that, you know, for the desert, mm-hmm. you know, um, things. This time I pulled the camel back out and I stuffed a windshield in there, uh, wind shell or something, um, spare different gloves. It, but I just, but I, I can't bring myself to hang stuff off my, I'm not, I just don't, that's just so close to bike packing that, um, <laughs> I, that's, so I, I went far enough to get uh, a mountain biking, like fanny pack. Okay. For mountain biking. Oh yeah, is it plaid? No. Oh, um, I thought it would be for mountain biking. But the only reason I did is like I can't fit, I can't fit this fucking twenty nine or tube anywhere. Oh yeah, it fucking goes nowhere. It's yeah. gigantic, and yeah. I, so I was like, like how would I? And then we went down to the desert, and I was like, well, I need to carry some extra tools, and I'll yeah. need some some stuff because we're f- really far away, and there's no rescue. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, and no I need, phone. Yeah, and yeah. I need something. But I'm the same. I'm like, yeah, I'm one of these days, a- I'm going to go for the long walk with my bike. You yeah, know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. Well, I was like, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not wearing a fucking backpack. Yeah. And I'm not hanging shit off my bike. I bought my bike because it's beautiful and the way it looks is aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And the second I interrupt that by hanging, I think the same thing. And I also think it's ridiculous and immature. Yeah. But, but the interesting thing and, and it, it is with that is that the more weight you put on the body, like if you, if you're carrying it on your body, you're essentially carrying it twice as, yeah, you know, sure. like the, the, 
inexact explanation that I mm-hmm. would like to use because I've got all these postural muscles that are working, you know, to, to, carry to support the backpack. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, is going to affect breathing musculature. Mm-hmm. And eventually those are going to fatigue, you know, the, the, the postural muscles are going to fatigue because of the thing. So, so in that regard, the having some stuff on the frame of the bike itself, makes sense. it makes sense. So, because then you're just, you're moving your, you, you have to move the weight, mm-hmm. but you don't have to, um, carry, it on carry it on you. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's legs and lungs and none of the accessory muscles are getting totally worked, yeah. um, you know, in order to, to support that weight. So, so it, it, it does make sense, but I, and I, you know, I told her back, I was just like, it's just aesthetically offensive to me <laughs> to have that stuff on my bike. And, you know, maybe I'll come around, maybe I'll change. You know, now, even, and, even the, the fucking, even the, the gravel number that goes on the front of the bike, I, oh, I have a hard time with. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty upset about that last year at RPI <laughs> yeah. for, and, and it, it might, it'll probably be the same. It know, will. The, but the, I was thinking maybe like, that's what will get me into a front loaded bag because then I can hang it off of the front loaded bag and it's actually yeah. a compromise between the two. It was, it's interesting when people have like the handlebar bag yeah. and the, you know, and, and they're just riding along beside you and they unzip it and they reach in and they grab yeah, like, like a cookie yeah, like, or something you. <laughs> <laughs> or they take off their gloves and they stuff them in there and it's super easy. They don't have to like do yoga to put it in their Jersey pocket or whatever. Yeah, unzip their <laughs> jacket, reach behind their Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. So it, it makes total sense and, and I'm just immature and irresponsible and you know, a curmudgeon or something. But, um, but the bike is not going to have a bag on it anytime soon, other yeah. than the underseat one. And I guess that already is. A, Fanny like, pack's pretty good. Now I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. Now I. But do you have pants like Rex Kwando to go no, with your man, fanny pack? No, man. I'm still in or? a road kit on a mountain bike for sure. Okay. I still rode road helmet everything. Okay. I w- I went to go look at mountain bike helmets and I was like, why do I need a visor? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Every now and then, I th- I think it could be good, um, but. I did try uh, to, they were giving, they had a, a raffle at that competition for a POC helmet and I oh. bought a hundred dollars worth of raffle tickets and put them all in that one. And yeah. I still didn't, there was only like 10 other tickets. I didn't win it. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the sad thing there is like, if you want it, you would have to wear it and yeah, it looks like a giant box. The POC? Yeah. I, the, uh, the mountain bike wasn't bad and it came okay. with a pair of POC glasses. Which actually, I really actually Selena has the mountain bike one and I mean, well, it's her, so it, yeah, yeah. So it's, she's hot. Yeah, maybe that. that so Aaron got Aaron got one too, and I was like, okay. "Oh, it looks good." I don't. I guess I don't look good though. <laughs> in, in <it. laughs> so I can't compare I, the two. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> tough. Um, <laughs> there was some interest, that, you know, gears. Like I was the only one in camp, I think, or the, the, at least in the you know the the group that I was circulating with and stuff, um, with six six fifty B wheels. Yeah. Um, and Yuri was looking, and we were talking about different tires, and mm-hmm. and. And, and and stuff. Everybody's rolling 700 C and like yeah. you know cyclocross tires essentially. Yeah. You know, a bit narrower, like 34s um, or something. Is no, that... no, big bigger than that. like 38 oh. to okay. 40 generally. Okay. Um, so they're still you know wide, but they don't have as much air volume as the 650 Bs. Yeah. Um, which means there's you know there's less suspension. Mm-hmm. I guess. You know, he was looking at mine and like, oh yeah, yeah, that make that makes you know, sense or whatever. And I said, yeah, I got 700 C road wheels. So I can just swap back and forth because the frame will accommodate both sizes. Mm. Um, and it, so now I'm starting to look at, I'm like, well, if, okay, Yuri's a smart guy. He's been doing it for a long time. 
Yeah, why is he? Why am I thinking that I know more? <laughs> yeah, why am? Why is he not rolling with these? And it may just be because the frame that he was riding won't yeah. accept him because it doesn't. Um, because the the six fifty Bs that I have on my bike are 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 wider. You know, they're like yeah. two point zeros or two point ones or something. Um, and, I'm gonna store something in my notes. Okay, keep talking. Though. And and uh, so there was that. There was um, you know, a couple. Of, he and Dan Bailey both had like some flares on the drops of their bars, like a little bit. So it's a slightly alternative position when you're in the drops. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The flare, yeah, the mustache. It's, yeah, I guess yeah, that's what you would call bars. it. Yeah. Which was into, um, but they're full drops. They're not like because I think a typical mustache bar would have less drop to it. Oh, Okay, I, I, the, I've seen the, the ones. Yeah, the, I've seen the ones that you have. Yeah, sure. it. So uh, that you know, again, made me kind of curious. It's like, yeah. and maybe it's body type because you know, yours got shoulders, and so maybe you want to have a little bit wider bar at some point so that you don't get any. You know, maybe potential nerve impingement up in the shoulder from too narrow of a bar or something. I, I'm not t- yeah. totally clear on it, um, but it was pretty. Um, it was pretty good. The the day, uh, the Saturday morning. You know, there's like there was a triver, which is a river in the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so mandatory water crossings, mandatory riding <laughs> in the water. Mandatory. <laughs> um, <laughs> like and and some people were you know were able to get off and walk and avoid altogether. I think oh. this one guy, JP, I, I think he, uh, um, kept his feet dry, right. but you know, you're just like, okay, I, I, I'm going to uh, put dry socks on that I brought. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I knew there would be water. Um, and a, that's an interesting thing. I don't, it's not something I would volunteer for. If it was my own ride, I'd get up to like the water feature. And, and, uh, there was one, this, something called the bone trail. I think that, uh, Rebecca had scouted. She was like, yeah, it was, there was that, that one to access that trail. The, the water is basically, you know, mid thigh. Yeah. And I said, well, that'd stop me. Yeah. Like, cause roadie don't do that. <laughs> I got into cycling, not triathlon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but she and I have sort of this agreement. We're going to, we're, we're going to figure out some, silly thing to do together Rebecca and yeah and I don't want to go necessarily to her house but I don't know that I have a you know like I want us to both to be equally uncomfortable yeah like and if it's just a long sort of you know a a, a multi-day ride cross-country overnight bike pack kind of thing yeah you know that's her wheelhouse yeah for sure and I would certainly learn a lot I'd have to eat some serious crow though on that, not hanging stuff on your bike. Yeah. Um, it would be it, impossible, right? Yeah, exactly. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. So, um, you know, we'll figure out something will naturally kind of happen, but, uh, it was great to hang out with her just because I, we kind of have this idea that we're, um, brother and sister from different parents or something because it's it's you know it's not it's like two degrees of separation yeah, yeah. In, a, in a lot of the conversations just with you know mutual friends experiences mm-hmm. places we've been stuff you know that, that we've learned and done uh yeah that was uh you both put yourself in really cold places for no sensical reason yeah she um like you're going up <laughs> it, it, interestingly this year when she did the you know i, I, I did a rod trail or something. yeah and I think she did the, like, whatever it takes, whatever version takes, like, four days yeah. or five or something. I can't remember exactly, but 
she said she was super freaked out going into it. Yeah. Um, because cold is not like that kind of stuff and the self care in that environment is not, you know, her thing. And she had a lot of, you know, good advice and, um, you know, people to talk to like John Stamstad, who, you know, he had, he kind of pioneered the whole, I did a bike thing back oh, in really? the day. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and talked to various people, but, um, she said it was just super cold. Like you could really just die. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just like curl up in a ball because yeah. you're too tired or whatever. And so you can't afford to sweat too much. You can't afford to get too exhausted to, so that, you know, when you stop at the end of the day that you have no energy to look after yourself because then you won't make it through the next day or, oh. and she, you know, she rode through obviously cause she's tough. Um, but she said, yeah, I, I learned so much that I could go, back and do it better next mm-hmm. year which is the intent and then i think maybe ultimately the long version but but cool. seeing again like you know those um what pogies are like the, mm-hmm. the, the like, handlebar things yeah mitts yeah that's yeah. handlebar mitts or you would use this a similar kind of thing on your kayak paddle maybe yeah um and uh yeah that's a mandatory deal oh yeah so, like, I, there's no other option no right? even if you no. had like beaver mitts on or something which would actually be, okay, I'd want to have beaver skin pogies yeah. or whatever. That would be, be cool. Aerodynamic totally, as fuck. Totally kidding. I don't think arrow is a no. thing because you're. Yeah, what's the average mile per hour on something like that? Oh, I, was, she, was it a snow bike? Was it like I, a, I'm sure it was a fat bike, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, 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 it And, <clears throat> you know, but maybe back in the day when Stampset was doing it, maybe that wasn't. Like that, the, the whole fat bike thing wasn't a deal. No, yet. it'd be a mountain bike. So it would have been tires. like a standard mountain bike with, you know, studded tires maybe, and, yeah. and as wide as you could fit in the, you know, the rear uh, chainstays, I guess. Um, hmm. But gravel, yeah, the the camp was good just because, well, you know, okay, I know how to deal with the temperature stuff, and hmm. and I'm fine, you know, suffering and shivering, you know, it's great for weight loss, um, <laughs> and it. But the and the but the wind was it was you know blowing hard every day and oh, and really? the, the points when there's a tailwind and you're just you don't want it to be that you just want to think that you're feeling that yeah great. I just feel awesome you just feel awesome I'm just cruising along at like 32 miles an hour on this gravel I've road I just gained like, so much fitness in the past two days of riding yeah but now I'm just unstoppable <laughs> unstoppable and then you make the right turn and then you're like oh <laughs> oh there went my fitness Shit. damn it and my psyche and then <laughs> and there's just a, you know and I hadn't ridden I think I'd done a two hour and 45 minute ride or something with Joe, uh, which is the longest before the, the Friday. And I think, I think we had like four hours, maybe three and a half, four hours ride time that day. And the same mm-hmm. thing that then maybe five or five hours on the Saturday or something. I, I can't remember exactly, but, um, but all the postural muscles, you know, that there's, there's a certain type of endurance, you know, just mo- local muscular endurance that, that, um, you can't get any other way. Like you can, yeah, yeah, you, uh, yeah I could make my low back stronger in the gym, but that's just stronger. It's not, you know, it's not more, it doesn't have more muscular endurance. Yeah. And so guarding the position, like on the, on that Saturday, you know, like, um, what Nate had said about his, you know, 30, you know, uh, little cottonwood um, attempt where he said, you know, first, you know, my back broke and then my mind broke. (laughs) And that's kind of what happened to me is like my back just like, okay, it's too tight. Like I can't hold myself up anymore. And now I'm too too much weight on the hands. So now it's in all of my shoulders and my neck. And then that goes away and then you don't sleep at night and then you don't recover. And then, so uh, there's, it's all stuff I always knew. Sure. But I just, I just let the bus 
when I fell off over the winter, you know, it got a little too far ahead. Yeah. And uh, so I came away. There was, there was sometimes, you know, a few things where um, I, uh, moments that I felt really good and I really liked my bike. And then I started liking my bike and not liking my legs. But my legs are attached to me. I don't want to hate me. I don't want to use that like <laughs> shitty language on me. It's easier. Body shaming. To, to, to body That's what shame, they mean exactly. by body shaming. Right? Yeah, exactly. Shame on you legs for being so weak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and, and so it, it kind of came back, but I was pretty wasted. And then um, I, I don't know what it would take to make me, re, you know, hate my bike. To go back to the question <laughs> that you asked way a long time ago. I don't know what it would exactly take to hate my bike enough to just stop. Like it's always, you know, I'll grumble sometimes mm -hmm. or not be fast or whatever, but it's, it's still an incredible tool mm -hmm. to take one, you know, far in a variety of ways. Yeah. And I think that's why I still like, that's why I've kind of gotten over like at first I was really like, well, I'm going to do this mountain bike thing. Like it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> why? Cause you only have road kit. You don't have any baggy no, shorts. Or? The, uh, the, well, a, because the thing that everybody loves about mountain biking, I'm really bad at. Oh, the down part. Yeah. Like going downhill. I'm fucking terrible at, yeah. I mean, I will, I'm not bad going uphill, steady climbs. Okay. And so, I mean, Comparatively, relative. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm no pacing. Yeah. <laughs> Weight um, adjusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some kind of algorithm that makes me compare myself to those to, people. To but other people, Comparatively, yeah. just effort-wise, like, yeah, I have no problem dealing with the yeah, pain. Yeah, what's, what's the multiplier? 0. 0.287 or what <laughs> yeah. was it uh, that makes you able to do the, you know, pass the test? Yeah. yeah, I can't remember, but it, there was a, some kind of coefficient there yeah. that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, when people are like, oh, I just like to go downhill. I'm like, I get so hesitant and I'm so terrified and I'm just like so terrified to the point that it affects my handling and I'm still, I'm learning cause I haven't done that much of it. And then if I start to like the other day, um, you know, climbed up about 2000 feet really fast okay. and then bombed down what we call three falls and, um, there's some some mandatory river crossings, <laughs> okay. Waterfall crossings, we we'll call them. Um, like which are, dismount? Or oh are you yeah, to, oh, and okay. I mean get in the get in the thick of it and use your bike as like a pogo stick. Oh, kind of deal. But it's fun to like brace I, on. Yeah. yeah, like I really I think that's fun. Okay, um, for that kind of deal, and especially because I can get home and change my wet socks and I right. camp out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I was going, and there's these uh, connected switchbacks, and obviously the walls are built up. And I look at the line, and I'm like, "Who the fuck rode that?" Like, they're four feet up on this wall, and I'm like, "I'll clip out and skid stop around it to go fast." But yeah, somebody is just flying in up there. They would have to be parallel to a level ground like they are vertically in the yeah, air they're yeah, riding yeah, okay. a wall so it's a big huge berm yeah and i go well, how the fuck do they do that so i was riding and i was going i was like yeah i'm really i feel smooth today and i hear this whistle yeah and I, like twice and i was like okay someone's behind me they're fucking coming faster they want me to move so i was just looking for a get out and so i found it stepped out to the side and this guy just thank you and he's I'm watching him for the next couple sections. I get back on my bike. So I'm, I'm going to try to ride his line. 
<laughs> no, I never saw him again. Yeah. Like I watched him do a couple turns and it looked like the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I did it at half the speed and looked clumsy doing it. And felt, so and felt clumsy and felt really clumsy, really, yeah. but he was just like wrong, jumping in the air, doing a little like, I, oh, you know how he's so cocky when he's airborne, he like pivots the back wheel to show me how yeah. easy it is or whatever. Yeah. Like, but, but that, which is amazing to <laughs> see, totally like is. when you, it's, it's in, totally in awesome. any sort of physical activity like that, or even maybe, you know, intellectual pursuits, although mm-hmm. I, it's not as obvious as an observer um, for that. But when you see someone who, for whom it is, you know, for, who, who has mastered the, is this what they the, call virtuosity? Could be yeah. that, but that guy might be thinking the same thing you are in a sense of like, he's, yeah, I still got scared, a lot of progress yeah. to make for know, sure. Like, and, and that he's, that he's, he, he's still pushing in order to explore his own boundaries. And that, time when he you know kicked the front wheel or kicked mm. the rear wheel out at you or to show you yeah. or whatever well, was just like one of the sections that he had you know he was more than equal to let's say so maybe that's my my embarrassment is that i noticed the gap between me and somebody who's actually knows what how to learn yeah and so maybe that's the embarrassing part about the mountain bike is that i don't even know how to learn it yet i'm just like yeah but what 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 color is his belt in brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu i don't know but speaking of that i rolled with james the other day Uh and i haven't like we've done a couple things but this is the first like real role that we've had together and um it's saying like a very similar feeling and i've watched him for years obviously so I, i know what was coming I didn't know quite how humiliating it is. I never felt him, but I couldn't move. That's the sensation I get. Wow. So he would, he would, he would, you know, let me move, move, move. And he would insert whatever. And he wouldn't even pull the choke or pull the lock. Yeah. I would just see him put it on and then switch and do another one and switch and do another one before I even feigned a tap. uh, Yeah. So he was doing three submissions and not pulling any of them just to make sure that he had them. Yeah. And it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is depressing as can be. It was fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> So there's another example of some of, of virtuosity, let's say, if we're going to use that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I saw it, you know, when Karen goes downhill on her bike, mm. it's, it, she looked like. Selena does when Selena runs. Like, you know, you're not touching the ground. That's really weird. (laughs) That's, you're not leaving track. I I don't get it. And, you know, and then the same thing, you know, Yuri's just, you know, his bike handling skills at speed on a soft surface or whatever. And, you know, I'm getting, I've I've gotten okay at Mm -hmm. going down. Not like technical billy goat stuff Mm -hmm. because, um, Cause fuck that. I'm not it's a, it's like, <laughs> like I, when I, I had enough of that when I first started trying to ride the mountain bike of like wisdom is knowing your limits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or understanding your own, you know, my fetish, um, <laughs> but, but the, uh, it, yeah, when I first started, it was well, 2014. Um, but I would just find, you know, I'd be on my back looking at the sky, wondering what happened. Yeah. 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 Like on the ground, yeah, and the bike that, might yeah. still be attached to my feet, <laughs> but it might be in the weeds somewhere, you know. But <laughs> yeah. but like shit would happen, I wouldn't even know why. And and it's like, okay, I can't. But but the the gravel thing, um, I I it, it you know I can go 
I can go pretty good. And uh and then you see someone who can really go. Oh, and I'm I'm just I'm like, man, your tires seem to stick better. Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of bike is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's magnet, the camera question, magnet, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's a great picture. What kind of camera do you use? And they just like roll their eyes. Yeah. Because it is the same frame of question. Like you give a really good person a shitty thing and they'll make it look unbelievable. Still. If, if they are yeah. a virtuoso. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, so I got, you know, I, I, I learned quite a bit, went on, you know, kind of a trip and then realized that in that sort of group setting when people come together like that there was 25 people or so and um and a lot of people have you know they got questions mm -hmm. about stuff and it could be fitness it could be nutrition it could be um you know <laughs> the philosophy of effort let's mm -hmm. say mm -hmm. and uh i hadn't anticipated you know rebecca had invited me like okay maybe you could do a block of teaching or whatever at some point and then when I tried to bail, she said I didn't have to do that anymore. But um, <laughs> but I, you know, but I did contribute to every conversation and realized like, yeah, I've been, um, you know, when we started talking. Um, Yuri was doing a little thing about nutrition and the different, you know, different uh, products that are within the goo lineup, um, because he is, a, uh, you know, he's associated with them and and I, you know, worked with them a lot in back in the day and he, and. He was talking about, yeah, you know, we made the Roctane gel and does anybody know what, you know, why it's like it is? And, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he talked about the, um, the addition of the, the branched chain amino acids and that sort of thing. And, mm. and, uh, and I kind of raised my hand and I said, yeah, I'm, I was, um, kind of, I think I was on the cutting edge of that because I used to get, you know, have a conversation with Dr. Bill who <laughs> unfortunately, um, passed recently, um, you know, about, uh, you know, what to put in, like, cause we were going back and forth for a long time. Cause you know, this is a period of time, sort of 94, 95, when we we're trying to figure out how to do like 24, 48 hour nonstop efforts mm -hmm. and to, you know, maintain cognitive function late into, you know, from it's easy for the first 18 hours or first, you know, you can make pretty good. I think you can make pretty good decisions up to 24, maybe even a bit more. But after that, you start getting real stupid. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we were working on stuff to sort of maintain cognitive function to slow, you know, muscle catabolism and stuff like that. And so, um, and so I would get these, you know, one gallon Ziploc bags full of this, <laughs> you know, orange ish flavored stuff. And then, Immediately, you, know, you just dumped it into your mouth because that's appealing. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know I would have to transfer to gel flasks or mm -hmm. something like that. But um, uh, so we we started talking about that and and uh, um, and it's just like oh yeah, and and then people are asking, well, like why don't you seem to take any clothes? And I'm like, well, because we're coming back here, you know. And yeah, I I I, I will always have enough mm -hmm. to, you know in these conditions to hang out and wait for a helicopter if you know i get hurt or somebody gets hurt because uh, that's the thing you don't want to become a liability so yeah, yeah. there's always you know one spare piece in the in you know if i'm carrying the vest mm -hmm. if i'm wearing a little vest there's always maybe a puffy vest or a mm -hmm. windshell or and there's always a you know sp cup, a space blanket or two because um, they don't take up any room and yeah, even yeah. though it's only radiant heat loss as long as you get something good to sit on and you can get out of the wind um you could you could be okay but it it, it was 
we talked a lot about, or I talked a lot about, you know, the difference between insulating yourself from the environment and integrating yourself yeah, with the environment. And I would, it, it's more important for me to integrate than to try and insulate, insulate. or, you know, to, 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 and because insulation is, is resistance in a way. And I think the integration is more sort of embracing and, and, you know, knowing what you're getting into and knowing, you know, your body well. I mean, this was one of the things cause, um, that, that came up also in conversation with Rebecca. She was, because, you know, she, she's looking after people with a lot less experience, mm-hmm. but I'm reading the same stuff. And so, you know, sometimes I doubt myself, you know, sometimes ah, Rebecca's got a lot of experience, mm-hmm. you know, and these sort of bikepacking things and these long-term efforts in the backcountry on a bike, but the backcountry on a bike in the mountains, you know, is no different than the backcountry on foot, mm-hmm. you know, except that you can sans bike get, yeah, <clears throat> get, uh, into trouble faster on a bike, probably <laughs> like by getting yourself further from right. safety. Uh, but so I'm reading this stuff and I'm just thinking like, Holy uh, man, man, maybe I need to have the, you know, you know, the, the two is one, one is none theory. And yeah. I carry a bunch of stuff. And, and, um, and then I realized, no, I, and she reminded me, she's like, you know, you, you know what you can take. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and that's what a lot of the people who were there were, there to learn yeah, was yeah. to figure out what they can take and how far they can go and what they can kind of get away with in terms of carrying this and that. And there's, you know, a couple of people, um, Stan and, and there's a girl, Amy, and they're from Louisiana. There was a guy mm. that flew over from Singapore. Oh, wow. So, you know, the, uh, it, it's, so, you know, they don't have hills and, you know, much in Louisiana. And Amy was saying, I got to do it like a legit gravel ride. I have to drive two hours from where I live. You're like, <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, so they're yeah. in a like, completely different environment than they're used to. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and Stan's climbing more than he's done, you mm-hmm. know, cause a lot of the, the gravel races that he's done, you know, they're, it, it's roll. It's the, Rollers, you know, Iowa. yeah, you might end up doing 15,000 feet of climbing, but there's <laughs> nothing, no mm. hill that you climb that you ever gain more than like 300 vertical or something like that. So Ooh. interesting. Um, it, different dynamics. The Midwest um, Alps. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy from uh, the Netherlands that came uh, and he was, you know, I Fine said, with oh, the wind. Exactly. Not okay with the hills. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. He, I, I said, well, it's windy. Why don't we put you on the front? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are echelons a thing in gravel racing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the answer is yes, maybe. <laughs> um <laughs> But it it was uh, it, it was interesting to watch people sort of learn about that environment, and then to realize again, you know, like oh, I've been doing this for a while, and it, everything I've learned is just as applicable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still know how to shiver <laughs> with the best of them. <laughs> That's, yeah, what do you do when you get cold? That like you're, you're already doing it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. The real do? question is how do you get warm, which is just you end the bike ride and you get into a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a teepee or, or, a te- yeah, or, 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 you know, the, 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 the that wild horse Creek ranch is remarkable. Yeah. That sounds um, cool. And, and that, you know, the, the food was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. I got avocado toast two mornings. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. which actually is if okay the the rides the start times for these rides it was super uncivilized 
Really? Yeah. Look, this eight thirty. Ugh. You know, so that means, and some people were getting up like and doing uh, like a, a yoga sort of stretching thing from six to seven, and then breakfast would be kind of seven to eight. Then get your shit together and be ready right eight thirty. Yeah, you wake Last up at day eight week. fifteen and <laughs> eat avocado toast and climb on your bike. Close enough. Okay. You know, I mean, a, 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 a bit earlier than that, but um, but I real, realized like, oh, this is actually bland enough that I can get a bunch of calories down. Yeah, yeah. And um, whereas if it was, you know, huevos rancheros or something with yeah. hot sauce, then, you know, I'd need to, I'd need to eat that a little bit uh, further ahead of the ride. Um, but there was... Uh, the, the food was good. The, the and there was some pretty good uh, single tractor ride. Uh, male person just pushed a priority envelope back through the. Looks like we had a, re, <laughs> a, a zine, re, re, zine oh, returned. Shit. Speaking of zines, yes. Oh fuck! Wait a second. Actually, before so just hold oh, that yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. The special edition of Refuge is just sold out mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Yeah, so that would that uh, version with the slipcase and the proof prints mm-hmm. and stuff; those are all gone. Standard editions remain. I am I agreed uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, to enter the book in the Banff Mountain Book Festival mm-hmm. competition. They're not totally clear where it's going to go. Um, cause mountain imagery is one category I think. And that generally doesn't have words in it mm. in those books. And then the mountain literature category doesn't have, pictures. have, well, it can, but it would just have way more words than refuge does. Um, so that's going to be there. We, I'm, um, I guess the Banff book festival happens in, you know, Alberta and early November, I think November one and two. I'm going to do a spoken word gig and basically like I did for the launch here. And then they're actually going to, we're going to, uh, in the Banff uh, Center for the Arts, we're going to have a gallery, like a legit gallery, which I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. And 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 it it never even occurred to me to go do it Yeah, yeah. um, until um, I sent a copy of the book to, uh, to Jack Tackle. And, uh, you know, former, well, no, he's still a friend, <laughs> a good friend and uh, a <laughs> climber. He's from, from, from that world. And, and he did a writing workshop up at the, up in Banff. Um, and he's been involved in the festival for a while and he saw the book. He's like, you should enter this in the competition. And I was, it's <laughs> like, well, it's not really a mountain book. And he goes, yeah, it is. <laughs> and you're like a mountain dude. So. There's an ice axe on the front of it. Yeah. But it's on fire. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Mountain of hell. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll put information on the details of this yeah. on the site? On the site, yeah. Um, They'll actually be on the website, not in the show notes where you would never find it. Um, I started the show notes today. Oh, did you? Yeah, in the story on Instagram. Oh. So they only last 24 hours or whatever. Oh, sweet. Uh, you know, we can save the story and, and tag it to our thing. So if we do do show notes. Yeah. Then we can tag it kind of and just put episode whatever. Okay. So maybe that's a way to do show notes for real, except they're all jokes. So yeah. don't get any clever ideas that we're pointing you in good information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but that will be good information. So we'll put it on yep. the website where 
Um, and and uh, where it's easily found as long as you can handle scrolling down 4,072 or 72 something. 72 pixels yeah. or whatever it is. But at least it's no longer black. Now it's white. It's more, way more accommodating. Yeah. In yeah. terms of, you know. <laughs> Although my dad, well, I, my dad asked where all my stuff went because he looks at my website yeah. apparently sometimes. Um, and I was like, oh, I've forwarded it here. And he's like, no, I, I saw that. I went to a website, just had a name on it. And I was like, do I tell him right now that he's supposed to just scroll down? You say, yeah, the hot links are at the bottom of the page. <laughs> I didn't even say, yeah. so I waited about, like I read the email and I was like, I'm going to wait a couple of days. And then yeah. he emailed me back like, why did you do that? Because <laughs> don't take it personally, but because, because fuck stupid, off. Yeah, because stupid people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Kind of hilarious. I think he now knows about the podcast, so it will be funny if he actually listens to it. Yeah, he might not. Okay. It it it's it's. But I did get that email from that guy. We had a really long exchange. I read that to you, right? I don't. uh, I'm kind of tired. This is humorous podcast stuff. Okay. Um. God damn! Now I can't. I've had some, you know, interesting commentary or, or just you know out of the random stuff out of the blue like start, you know found you after after you disappeared from jim jones you know didn't know what oh, happened yeah. and glad yeah. you know and, and i found the website and then i heard the podcast and <laughs> man you guys are just you know talking a lot I so <laughs> i get this email this uh, this could go one of two ways okay when i read the subject your dad oh sent in yes to the nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, you did read this, but please do because uh, it's um anyway, he makes a comment about some something that I wrote that I don't honestly remember uh writing. So beware the voice of confirmation because it sounds seductively like our own. Apparently I put that somewhere and I can't remember okay. where. Um he said I love that. I just went on a mountain bike ride with your dad, Steve Blevins. That is your dad, correct? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> this guy <laughs> nails it, though. We've known each other for a few years now. I help him on his projects and put him up and put up with his bullshit in the conversation parts of our rides. He is pretty full of himself, so I counter with my full of myself stories right back. <laughs> I'm a bit older than him, 68 years, but I do enjoy his company and his unique, sometimes, haha, life view. Our riding styles are completely different. I ride a 32-pound, fully capable enduro-style bike. He is on a 23-pound cross-country race machine. He will drop me on a long grind of a climb, but ironically suffers on the steeper, shorter technical climbs. I wait for him at the bottom of any fast descent. I can explode. He can sustain. It is never an issue when we ride. Go figure. Today, he went spewing some neoliberal elitist BS against tribalism. I have a good portion of Native American ancestry, and I got pissed off and dropped him on the last descent. I still like him. Your dad is a good man. (laughs) So I wrote back, uh, this is for sure the best email I've gotten in a long while. Thank you, and thank you for calling my dad on his shit in my absence. (laughs) So, So he wrote a couple things back that was pretty dead on and i was kind of shocked on to um how it took me like 36 years to understand him and this guy got it in a couple of bike rides um he so we were talking about coffee and he's like oh your son likes coffee like really likes it and he was expressing he how he disdained coffee um (laughs) 
And he said, do you think, uh, on our right, I asked him if he thought that maybe disdain was perhaps too strong of a word to describe his dislike for coffee. That led to a whole bunch of reasons why coffee and coffee culture was bad. I said, Steve, it wasn't about coffee and left it with that. (laughs) He's talking about my article. (laughs) And then he goes, hanging out with your dad is good for me. He's a sharp cookie, so I have to be careful to ensure my argument is not just the bias I've accumulated in my 68 years. What one thinks they know is a great inhibitor to true intellectual and spiritual growth, probably physical as well. I love riding my bike with the kids. The fast and fit of them I ride with have all had big crashes. I think perhaps the difference between them and the geezers I ride with is that with the kids, the crashes result in seeking better skills and judgments. With the geezers, it results in a fear of going fast or big and the pain as well, I suppose, and a withdrawal kind of attitude. My geezer buddies think I'm a whack job for wanting to still play at the edge. I'm just not ready to stop learning. And believe me, I have my share of body pain considering how hard I have worked and played through the years. Back to the espresso thing. I have my machine at work, so I'll make myself a cappuccino or a shot in the early afternoon or a couple times a week. I give a few appreciative peeps in the alleyway an invite if they want. Always interesting to judge how I did based on their facial reactions. Obviously, based on the article. I could go on and on. Sorry. I read a bit of your website and blog, blah, 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 blah. Um, So I wrote him back. I was like, I don't don't mind him going. I was literally like, you captured the essence of my father that's taken me a really long time to understand and, and to appreciate. And the fact that I probably could have appreciated it if I wasn't so much like him was what I came to. I was like, he, he saw it because he saw it in the contrast. Okay. Sharp, fast, yeah. really good at descending, ready to play on the edge. My dad's conservative, but sustaining. Now I'm going to do this for a really long time. And that's my attitude. Like, I'm just going to, grind away at this thing which is how i describe climbing on a bike ironically just before this like i'm always okay going uphill as long as i know how long i have to climb for and i don't have any expectations to actually beat anybody if i could just ride i can figure it out yeah but you give me i think we did that climb in um uh corner canyon and it was short and sharp yeah and i died on it like i just came apart because i couldn't i couldn't put my effort together so that it was consistent because I couldn't see how many dips and spikes there were. But on the other side of Suncrest, when we came up the long hill where you could yeah. see it. Yes. And yeah. You, I can. You were, it was totally different. Yeah. It's a really weird thing. So, I mean, and he goes off into the personality. I say this. He is very opinionated sometimes, which drives me crazy, but so am I. And I probably yeah. annoy the fuck out of people. <laughs> Yeah, every now and especially, then, but especially listening to this to this podcast. So, so let's talk about the rewards that they can get for listening. Well, we have we're, give, f- we're giving away prizes. Yeah, <laughs> prizes. Check the, check the show notes. Prizes okay. that you can purchase. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Raise four is done. Is done. Yeah, and it's signed off. It's getting. Uh, it is being printed. Mm. Uh, not as we speak. But tomorrow, tomorrow, probably. Yeah. They'll be bound. We'll have them by the middle of the week. So where do you think people can go to pick up such an item? Because we printed less of them this time. Are we going to? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So we should say why? Yeah. Because that's like, that's part of the way to like generate interest is to actually talk about the thing that people might be interested in. For sure. Okay. So, so raise four, we're probably going to put... A hundred? 
150? Yeah, I was thinking 150. Think? Okay. 150. 150 copies are going to be available. Um, the clue is not in this podcast because we didn't get our shit together to figure out, you know, if there's going to be a password or what we're going to do with that. But the reason that we're only doing 150 mm-hmm. is because Raise 4, you know, once those are sold out, they're gone. They're not coming back. But uh, Raise 4 will be included in the anthology. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be raise one, two, three, four, plus the out of series collaborate zine. Mm-hmm. So almost 200 pages mm-hmm. in a soft litho printed soft cover um, book. That, um, so if you missed out on any one of those issues, we're not going to charge, you know, like five times the cover price of raise for mm-hmm. it. We haven't really decided on a price, but it will be financially within reach. And um, you, if you missed an individual issue, like the first one, for example, of which there are none left, you can still get raised three if you can. I don't even know what the, uh, somebody what asked, the clues are. Somebody emailed me the other day looking for the password, and I honestly couldn't remember. So, <laughs> so we even tricked ourselves, yeah. folks. We can't, if I go through the clues, maybe I could figure it out. I, but I think I, I know where they're, they're stored under the desk. So. Yeah, let's do something <laughs> simple for raise four. Okay, because um, a I don't have the patience to do something really complex, Easter eggy yeah. for it. So let's just say um, the puzzle is you have to hear this podcast. You'd have to yeah. go through all our waxing and waning about the random shit that we do. And um, I will set up the buy page. Okay. <laughs> um, let's call it uh, www.nonprofit.media backslash raise the fourth spelled out. Let me write that down just so I remember. Just so you remember to set it up properly. Is that backslash or forward slash? Backslash, right? I, I never... I know what a backhand is. <laughs> um, Raise the fourth. Okay. The password for that will be your dad. <laughs> and because we're on the internet, I'm going to spell this for people because your s- tends to be fucking spelled wrong. Well, never in never <laughs> in the way that we are using the word sure. <laughs> now. So Y-O-U-R-D-A-D. Yeah, and is that all lowercase? All lowercase. Okay, so www.nonprofit.media back or forward slash, I don't know which. (laughs) um, Raise, R-A-Z-E, the, T-H-E, fourth. It's backslash. Okay, and fourth is going to be 4-T-H or is that going to be F-O-U-R-T-H? F-O-U. Okay, so we're just using the alphabet, no numbers. Yes, no numbers. Okay. And then, so once you hit that page, you'll hear the podcast and you could go to that page Man, this is t- this is so this is too easy. They're gonna buy it you and sell it'll that, sell. Okay, you maybe. think that it is. Yeah. Okay. But well, we'll see if we have 150 listeners. The reason I have kind of a reason <laughs> to do it. <laughs> there's a, maybe there's not 150. Well, but, let's let's assume that there's 200. Okay. Uh, there's probably not 150 that would buy that. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> Actually, we know that there is because it's sold. Because everything. Yeah. Yeah. But for honestly, uh, I was thinking about it because we wanted to do a puzzle. Just to finish out the series, um, and and keep it in line with how we started it. Yeah. But we also needed to move on pretty quickly to the anthology in order to get it done. And um, it, I thought 
oh man, we wanted to get enough out there that people that were collecting all of them could collect them all. That was the yeah. only reason we printed instead of just doing them all in the anthology. And, and, to, and also actually for, for the sake of clarity, mm-hmm. um, anybody who got raise one, mm-hmm. those will be kind of like collector's items because the raise number one that's in the anthology is actually going to be slightly different than the standalone. Um. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we had to make some modifications. We did. We did. Which we'll do. It, we'll do a whole episode about the anthology. Yeah, eventually. So, eventually, because yeah. it's going to take a little bit to to get that done. But I mean, we'll. I expect to have you know the the layout all done um, fairly soon. You know, before yeah. before you take off for France um, at the end of the month, and then um, and then I'll work with uh, Paragon to be over there huffing ink. Nice doing the doing the press check um, and. Yeah, I think we'll, uh, and then the, and then there'll be another book project immediately on the heels of that, which I'm yeah. not going to disclose right now, but sort of towards the end of the year, I'm guessing. Yeah, and I, I think that that was one of the realization that Raise was a really good test of how to put things together, see like to dip into the world to see what was interesting to people that yeah. we were also interested in, and I think we found kind of what we're looking for. So I think the anthology is a really good way to close that out, make something that now if you missed out on the first issue, if you missed out on the second or whatever, yeah. you can kind of see the whole thing all in one shot. And I think, and, and it's going to be a, like, so I have the, the document built right now and, you know, sitting going through it on my computer, I'm like, man, this is fucking <clears throat> heavy. Yeah. There's a lot of meaningful art in the anthology like it may yeah. not seem like it okay the zines were all the first one was 32 pages but they've been 36 ever since and yeah there's you know in, in each one it's it's probably pretty quick for some you know for most mm-hmm. people to, to to blaze through but uh the you know the, the anthology it's you know a concentrated dose of us us <laughs> us and friends just, just in yeah exactly um i it, it should be um I I'm I'm kind of excited to actually see it all come together, um, and then we have the the third thing to announce. We have finally the twitching shirt coming. Oh, that there's no passwords to it. It'll okay. be freely available. Nice. Um, it's taken a really long time to get to this point. Um, we forego for this time a shirt built from the bottom up just because we ran into issues. Working with the Indian company that was producing them, the the shirts, yeah. yeah, yeah, and eventually we'll probably hash those out because the idea is that we want to make everything from the ground up, so it's the most controlled, yeah. blah 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 blah. But for this time reason, still so high quality fabric shirt. fit yeah. everything, yeah, yeah. So uh, we just probably couldn't wait any longer to go back and forth because each time it's basically the factory has to make it in India based off our designs. They get our feedback and then they mail it back to us, and then we figure out how to adjust it. And now that we're on the fourth rendition of that, it's like, meh, probably not ready yet. Yeah. So instead of risking making, you know, however many t-shirts we have to make and having them bat a bad batch, we'll, we'll put out the twitching shirt ahead of time. So we have a, um, there's a contact page on the website, right? <laughs> I think so. Cause people write me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's the profit at nonprofit dot media yeah, ad- yeah, yeah, address yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah, that goes yeah. to. Okay. So I have a, um, a, a, a question for the audience Oh, for whoever is listening and can, you know, get to the, 
and it would care to contribute. Um, I was having a, when I was up in Ketchum, um, I had a couple of cocktails or beers actually for me um, with uh, Ivan from 30 Seconds Out. Oh. And we were talking about business and this and that and, and you know, the, 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 the work that I've done in the past and some of the, the impact of some of the writing that mm-hmm. I have done in the past. And, um, and, uh, and, and this has come up uh, a, a couple of times recently because I th- uh, both Ivan and Rebecca and somebody else had, had bought the Audible version of Kiss or Kill. And they were disappointed oh. that um, it was not read by me. Oh. Mm. So, and and Ivan pointed out that was the best part was like, I don't care about your five dot one two and your you know fast time on the porcupine buttfuck trail or whatever it was you know that's in twitching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so obviously he's not a climber because he doesn't. He five twelve. Yeah. yeah it's, it's five twelves. Not five point one two s. Anyway, the, uh, so they were kind of disappointed about that. Then there's a guy that um, I've been corresponding with by email who just he just on his own, hmm. um, and I I posted a link in one of my stories yeah. I think and and maybe on Vero also um, that so on his own he started uh, reading Kiss or Kill and recording it. And it sounds pretty good. And he's added some music and there may be some yeah. sound effects and that kind of stuff. And it's, and, um, and so, and that's pretty neat. But, but, uh, if, and, I, and maybe it's not a monetizing thing. I don't know even how to do it, but I kind of am getting the feeling that I'm going to come into the podcast studio here and, and maybe I'll just go, okay, it's, it's, so, it's the 20 year, yeah, 2019. It's the 20 year anniversary of Twitching. I think first published in 1999 in Gravity Magazine. Um, so maybe I'm just, you know, and, and, and I've been talking with Adam Foreman, um, who's a magnificent tattoo artist, about doing an illustrated version mm-hmm. of it as a product to sell. But maybe I'm just going to come in here and practice and see if I can um, get, a, get a good read of Twitching. And Do you think. You know, so my question would be is, would that be something that would be interesting to people, you know, to hear me 20 years later, not totally (laughs) in the same place I was when I (laughs) wrote it, but I could probably fake it and get there, Um, uh, you know, to, to, to maybe start doing, you know, putting out audio versions. And I don't know what the point of it would be other than people like to hear it, people like to hear it and, and, and not like to hear it interpreted through. And I don't know that I could do it with Kiss or Kill. That seems like a pretty big... I just have to start with one and see what happens. Well, what if we we could test it? And if you order the Twitching shirt, we'll give you a link to to log in and just listen to it on the site. Yeah. And maybe that's an extra way to make the shirt tastier. Tastier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And, well, it's going to be pretty tasty no matter what. Yeah, uh, just because of what's going to be the on the, on the back. Yeah, and um, it, anyway, so if yeah, people want to send an email and just say, hey, what you know, I mean, I don't want I don't want anybody to like write in and give us topics to discuss on the podcast because <laughs> that's not going to happen. Right. Um. So, or actually, the way to do it, since you know both of us are kind of recalcitrant, we're probably going to do the opposite of what you want. <laughs> 
So just ask for the opposite of what you want, and, <laughs> and then you'll probably get what. Yeah. Like, and I don't know what that would entail, but in any case, um, rainbows and unicorns. Well, fuck you. You get demons, and like, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, metal. <laughs> no folk metal. <laughs> um, so all that is. Is there announcements? So those are those are the announcements. Those I, are hate, I hate to. I hate to like announce products that we're never going to make. So, um, <laughs> but we haven't. Yeah, we've made everything that we've. No, but I'm saying right now we haven't. Oh. Got, I haven't. We haven't dug too deep a hole. Oh no! Because four is done. The anthology is for On sure happening. Way. Yeah. The third thing, you know, I didn't really mention. I just mentioned it's the third thing, and. We can still bail out on that. For, and I ordered a bunch of T-shirts, so that's yeah. Those T-shirts deal. are are going. <laughs> so unless they botch them, and I decided to get pissed and burn this whole building down, uh, let's just burn the shirts. Because <laughs> that would, yeah, it's like, uh, well, maybe we can insure the place first. Yeah, I mean, I'm still pissed <laughs> about the destroy shirts, which I have on right now. Yeah, I was, I'm, I was I'm still yeah, really angry about it. Actually, going to say that the seek has faded. Which which is okay because it's faded sometimes in me too. Yeah, so it reflects. <laughs> it's an accurate reflection of the wearer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just pissed about the size of it. So there there is another thing. Um, I, in fact, I'll take opinions. Oh, let's just yeah ask people some questions. Polling polling the audience. If you have ordered a destroy shirt and yeah. you felt like I do that the print was not up to standard. Um, there was some discrepancy made on behalf of the printer making an adjustment on the size of the lettering without asking um, because they wanted the smalls to look appropriate. Um, and I sized it so that the lettering looked the best on a large on and a, a medium. On a large and medium, yeah. It, you know, and then everybody else, you know, you're a weirdo. If you're yeah. small, you're abnormally small. So you're going to look with big lettering anyway. And if you're big, you make everything look small. So it doesn't, yeah. So I tried to make, I just wanted it to look good for large and medium. Well, they took it upon themselves to make an average. So uh, it looks bad on, well, to me, it looks terrible on all of them. So I promised that I wouldn't make them again for sale, at least in this format. But I would look to see who's interested in a redesign of the Destroy shirt. If you've bought one, your opinion matters. Right. If you would be okay. If you haven't bought one. Yeah. And my deal would be if you, you bought have, one you originally. You have no right to, you know, have an opinion about it. Right. If, if you bought one originally. <laughs> Isn't that it? If you're not a thing, yeah, for you sure. can't speak about the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. if you bought one originally, um, you will get one for free if we reprint them. But in order to fund that, we would have to sell them as well. So you'll get the new version of it, but you won't have the, you, you'll have the special version, but you won't have the only special version. So I'll take okay. a polling. If I get a couple emails that say yay or nay, I'll decide based off of that. Okay. Fair enough. Just don't cut too deeply into the profits that we don't make. <laughs> 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 I'll try not to. Okay. I'm already in the red. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, symposium coming in September. Yeah. Mark your calendar. Do we want to decide a date right now? I was looking. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, that's going to be fair to... Um, uh, ben, I was going to ask what date worked for him because he's traveling the furthest. Okay. Farthest? Furthest. I think both what? work. Okay. Um, so whatever date he sends me back. Okay. It'll so be that date. It'll be that date. Yeah, because nice. 
36 hours of travel i think that guy gets to dictate what day we what do day it. we do it yeah it'll be on a wednesday <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i'd be okay with that it's pretty good yeah all right or, or not so yeah but mid-september sometime for the next um and it'll it'll be one day with an expandable second day okay optional second, optional second. optional but also equally important but that way it's not somebody just cutting their experience in half. It's somebody adding to it if they have to come in and out because that seems to be a big deal for a lot of people. Okay. So we want to be able to get people in and out, have the experience, stay longer the next day if they can, and then we'll work from there. Nice. I mean, from the, for the last one, we had some people, a couple people traveled pretty far to come, yeah. come over. For one day. And, uh, for one and that's day. the only way they could do it. So Yeah. Yeah, I have some some empathy We're for that. Trying to figure shit out up in here. Yeah, <laughs> trying to dial it in. I would say yeah. dial in to make it the most appropriate thing possible. So um, there's no title yet for the symposium. Yeah, that will come later. But we have a good idea of what it will entail based off the feedback from the last one. So those and, are the things to look forward to. Yeah. Well, thanks for inviting me in today. Uh, <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? And next, uh, Lambert has been here, somewhat silent. Mm. Um, next time we record, mm. yeah, there'll there'll be another attendee. <laughs> Attendite. Attendite. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Coming right. soon. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, you'll know it when it happens. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>